getting into the holiday spirit and the holiday times, I'm sure everybody's here starting to think about Christmas presents. They're figuring out whether they're going to pick turkey or ham or if they have enough people to come over, they can pick both. I'm sure that's what the conversation is in your guys' household. I know it isn't mine. You know, we're having that extended family over and just having a good old time just to say thank you for everything that happened this year. And we're truly blessed and everything that's going on. So I'm sure you guys are in the same mode. While you're in that mode, of course, you guys are out and about and uh, being the great consumers that you are, we're buying up stuff and all that fun stuff. And I got I to gotta admit, my last two or three situations where I had to go somewhere and buy something that was not an average chip clip item. And I'm, and I'm dating myself here. When I was a teenager working at Home Depot, we called all little items that you would buy while you're waiting to stand in line and check out. They're called chip clip items, little quickie items that people would just buy on the fly. So this is not a chip clip item. This is a set of tires. You don't buy a set of tires every day. You buy them once every three or four years and you have to go somewhere where they have a plethora of different choices. And then they're going to give you the best choice for your car, make, model, vehicle, and how you plan on using your vehicle, whether it's off-roading, whether it's long mileage, whether it's good traction in the snow or the rain. You know, there's a bunch of different pieces and parts there. In this instance, I got walked into this uh, tire dealership. There's three people in front of me and there's only one guy working the counter, which I always find hilarious because there's four computers of people that could work the front counter. There's only one at the front counter. So already you can see they're understaffed. I watched this person glance up at me. He goes like this. He's on the phone. He goes, continues to talk to the person on the phone for about another minute or two, then starts to have a personal conversation talking about the weather on the phone call Why the three of us are in front of him. Gets off the phone, hangs the phone up. He then proceeds to type on the computer for a good 30 seconds, finishes, grabs a piece of paper off the printer, puts in a little jacket, sets it over there, looks around, gets his area cleared and goes, who's next? There's already like four things wrong with this scenario. Number one, he should have waved when I walked in the door. Number two, he said, I'll be right with you when he had a second when he got off the phone. Number three, apologize for the wait while he was typing away saying, I'm sorry, my apologies, we're short-staffed to be right with you. And then number four, he should have known who was next in line. There's only three of us. It's not that difficult versus saying who is next and having the patrons now kind of fight for who's next. All of those things I fall, uh, fall under the header of customer service. So I want to talk about customer service and what that means to you and then what it means to your clients. Customer service to you, if you are the person giving the service, if uh, patrons are coming to you, you know, I'm talking about the industry that I know the most, the signage industry. We have a very, very complex, unique industry that we're in. There are no letters sitting on a shelf. There's nothing. There's just flat aluminum or flat plastic. We bend and morph and melt and cut to make these letters that you guys see on the sides of buildings and receptionist areas. They're all custom man-made. Every single sign that you have seen, a custom manufacturing company has produced these letters. So we need to be able to talk to that customer and say, what field of letter do you want? What do you want it to portray consciously and subconsciously? We have to walk through all these different emotions that a sign is going to portray when somebody reads it. Sounds kind of weird, right? It's just like an emotion for an assign, but it's true. When you look at a sign and it's an ambulance has a big red cross on it, you instantly know that's for emergency purposes. There's an emotion attached to it. When you have a nice green little sign that says fresh and easy, it says, oh, that's that feels you know, like healthy food and it feels good. 
you actually have a subconscious emotion that goes with the sign. So as our patrons are buying these signs from us, there's a lot of customer service that goes into what we do and how we take care of them. Now with that, how are you treating your customers? The basics are there. I mean, I'm, we can talk about the basics here for a little bit. The basics are treat somebody how you would like to be treated. Would you like to have somebody warmly say hello to you when you walk into the room? Of course you would. I do. I love it when somebody says hello and they're high and they're genuine. And you walk in, they go, hello, how are you? And they're just happy to be there. That's a win. That's, that's a positive. It makes me excited to be there and want to spend money and come back to this establishment. So is your team that they're you know looking at or going through, are they producing the best customer service possible that represents your company? Every single person that talks to one of your customers is representing the brand of your company. It is representing you. The receptionist that answers the phone, he or she better have a, a great personality. They better be warm and caring. I've read this in multiple books, not just one, but like I want to say three, maybe even four books. Only have the person answer the phone that are warm and bubbly. If you have somebody that's warm and bubbly, pick up the phone and say hello in a great manner. People will want to call just to hear that warm and fuzzy voice on the end of the phone versus sending an email or sending a text. They will choose that mode of communication of the phone just because of that warm salutation that they get. If you call somebody and they go, hello, and you just have that, they're already upset and cranky and annoyed that they had to pick up the phone, would you want to call back? I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to use that phone. I'd use a different mode of communication right off the bat. I'd like, oh, well, let me text or let me email. I don't want to deal with that person. So right off the bat, the first one, the person that picks up the phone, warm and fuzzy. Then they transfer to whoever that they need, usually a sales rep. That sales rep's got to do the same thing. So let's talk about some easy tricks to make it simple. Smile before you pick up the phone. See my voice changed right there. I just smiled first. You smile and go, hi, how you doing? It's hard to be grumpy when you smile first before you say any words that could come out of your mouth. So if you smile before you even say anything, that tone is going to be reflective of somebody that's warm and caring and wants to help. Simple and easy. Try it. Say a word. Okay, now smile and say that same word. Can you hear the difference in your voice? So can everybody else. That's exactly what you want to do there. And that's a simple, simple thing. But it makes it so they're warm and receptive. You want to talk to them. I always think of, uh, think of your grandmother. She's always so excited to see you. She listens to you. She wants to hear all about it. She's just super excited. You want to talk to grandmother all the time. Why? Because she's friendly. She's outgoing it's something fun to talk to and listen to. And it's receptive and you feel warm and safe and you're willing to, you know, talk. Somebody who's cranky and annoying, you want to get off the phone or you want to go find somebody that is warm and receptive. I don't think that price really drives people away. I truly, my heart, I do not. If you represent your company very, very well, they're always going to come back to you because they know they're getting taken care of. But customer service in the way of how you treat somebody is, is paramount in how they're going to buy from you. You know, we've talked about this before, but the four tricks of selling are sell yourself, sell the company, sell the product, and then if you have to, sell the price. 
But the first one is sell yourself. If they don't like you, they're never going to buy. They're never going to go down to the other places and take a look. They're never going to look at the company. They're not going to look at the product. They don't like you. They just want to get away from you. That's it. Plain and simple. So let's take scenario situation number two that I just went through. Again, vehicle one. I don't, I'm not trying to slam the automotive industry here, but this is one of the ones that's above and beyond. I have an 08 Toyota Tundra truck. It's my baby. I've had it since day one. I love this truck. It's got 220,000 miles on it, and it drives like the day she, she broke off the lot. I love this truck. But I notice a leak in the rack and pinion steering, and I'm like, I got to get the rack and pinion replaced because it's an all-solid enclosed part. So I drive over to my local automotive place, that uh, dealership. Love them. Bought the truck there. They've done all the maintenance. Great, great company. And I go to look for my normal sales rep that I would do. Her name's Patty. Great lady. Always takes care of me. Well, Patty wasn't there, so they gave me another advisor. 25-year-old kid, messy hair, shirt untucked, pants that don't really fit him. They're a little on the baggy side, but you can tell he just didn't care about his appearance. He walked up to me. He goes, hello, how you doing? I said, I'm, he goes, what are you here for? Couldn't answer the first question. Okay, fine. He's in a little bit of a hurry. No big deal. I said, well, I'm here. He goes, oh, I see. And he starts reading what I had told the lady when I made the appointment. Cuts me off for the second time. And then he goes, oh, what's your mileage? Forget the first two questions. Fine, whatever. I go to look over and he goes, never mind, I'll get it. Excuse me. I step back about three feet. I folded my hands right in front of me. Just folded them up like this. I stared at him. He turns around and goes, so can you tell me anything more? And I just stared at him for a good 10 seconds. And you could tell he now realized that something awkward is happening. He kind of leans back. He's kind of looking around and I said, I just wanted to make sure you weren't going to interrupt me again before I start talking. And he goes, oh no, dog, we're good, we're good. He's white. 25-year-old skinny white kid and he calls me dog. Okay. At a professional establishment of this nature for a vehicle, and this guy is trying to fist bump me, call me nicknames, and won't let me get a word in edgewise. I'm not going to lie. I've been going to this place for 15 years for this truck. This is the first time that I don't really think I want to go back. I really don't. I think I'm going to go find another dealership to take truck to. Why? Did the technicians behind the corner that work on my truck change? Probably not. Did the overall atmosphere and their quality controls, or did they change? Maybe, maybe not. But the customer service that I got from this kid shows me that their lack of caring and customer service and the morale and the coaching and the teaching of the leadership down to the, their new employees has failed. They're allowing him to run amok and basically be rude to customers when he asks a question and they can't even answer and he talks over them and interrupts them. So does the overall feel of that company change? Yeah, it did. Do I want to go back there? No, not really. I got to decide next time when there's something wrong with my vehicle, whether it's worth to go back to that establishment or not. Let's go back to that dealership or find another one. There's plenty of Toyota dealerships all around San Diego. I could easily find another one. These are the conversations that your clients are thinking about or talking about behind your back. This is exactly what your clients are talking about when you don't give good customer service. And I hate to say it, but 100% of the time, if they have a bad experience, they're going to share it. It's human nature. I hate that, but it's super true. 100% of the time, if it's a bad experience, they're going to tell a friend or a neighbor the bad experience because they want to share in that pain. 
if they have a good experience, I'm going to make a number up 25, 33%, somewhere around in there is what they're going to share. Those are my stats, my fiance's stats. When I talked to her about this, she goes, you're right. Maybe a quarter of the time I'll tell somebody how good something was, but it was good. I just smile and it was a great experience and I move on with my day. I don't share it, but we always share the bad. So for you as an owner or for you as a sales rep or anybody that's representing the brand of the company you work for, you have to have great customer service at all times because it is a poisoned, you can poison the well so easily. It doesn't take much. My software company, Squarecoil. We have some fundamental differences from all my competitors. Number one, we pick up the phone. I would be hard pressed for somebody to call my company and get to the second ring. If you get to the second ring, that means all four of us or five of us are on the phone and is now rolled over to my other guys in the other department. And now they're getting ready to pick up the phone. By my first sales team, the team of four, right away, instantly, boom, Squarecore, how can I help you? I've never heard the second phone ring or the second ring in a long time. It's just not how we are programmed. It's a human being with a smile on his or her face, ready to go. Our customers even tell us hands down we're the best customer service out there. Why are we the best customer service? Because we pick up a phone and we say hello? How hard is that? But yet, we are striving and beating all of our competitors. I don't think we set the bar very high, to be honest with you. I just think all our competitors set the bar so freaking low that they don't even know. Simple. Pick up the phone and say hello. That's what everybody did in the 1980s and 90s, right? Hasn't really changed. We're still humans. We still want to interaction. We still want to talk. But all we did was pick up the phone, put a smile on our face and say, hello. And that was it. We're now tippy top on the customer service rung. It doesn't take much. But my question for you guys is in the leadership roles, when's the last time you talked to your sales team about customer service and what they do? What are your expectations that you expect from your team? Is your team an army of one? Do they all go rogue and do whatever they want? Or do you have a set precedent that when they represent the brand, these are the steps that they want to do? <clears throat> if I were you guys, I would definitely be put down a plan of action. Do we mandatory return voicemails inside of a four-hour time? Are emails mandatory return an email inside of one day, 24 hours? Do we always let the customer know that we've received their communication and we're finding the answer to get back to them? Those are big stipulations that reflect your brand and, of course, the customer service that that customer is going to endure. Those are the things that I really want you guys to think about, though, what you want to implement in your lives. Moving towards a smile, hello, letting people know that you heard them, received them, and you're going to get with them as soon as possible. Very simple, basic stuff. Don't ask me why Mars Society lost it, but they did. But this will, will differentiate you from the other sales reps. And then you're going to be too able to excel off of just saying hello. Sounds crazy. Sounds basic. But at the end of the day, I, I'm watching this and just having a professional demeanor and saying hello is really going to uh, push you to the next level. I hope you guys have a great holiday season and I will talk with you next week. Yeah.